The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on a dreary day here in the Auburn Opelika area on and off rain. I think some some more is coming tonight and supposed to rain pretty much all weekend long here on the Plains. I hope you're doing well as we turn the calendar to December. It is December 1st, 2023. I'm your man Jacob Goins with you inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio for the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. My co-host that's with me every Monday, Wednesday, Friday is Uncle T-Bone. He's in the studio with me as well. Uh, good to see you, man. Happy Friday. The weekend is almost here. we got a couple of more hours, man. Yeah, hold on tight, folks. The weekend is almost here. It's going to be championship weekend for conferences and college football. Happy to be back, Jake. A little dreary outside today. Still not quite sure if we're all over the Auburn-Alabama game in the Iron Bowl last week, but we're trying to get there, and we'll get on into the weekend. Just real quick, uh, the Plaza Barn Studio tomorrow. That's right. I can't believe it's already December. December 2nd, the Plaza Oyster Fest, yeah. and that'll be at the Plaza Barn Lounge. Very first Oyster Fest is this Saturday. You can get you a ticket in your first half dozen of grilled and raw oysters, a drink ticket, and a raffle ticket. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be a pretty big weekend in college football and locally around here to watch it. Yeah, so make sure you go out to the Plaza Bar and Lounge. There are wonderful studio spots each and every day between 2 and 4 p.m. here on ESPN 106.7 and check out their Oyster Fest going on tomorrow. They're just off of Opelika Road there in Midtown, all those nice white buildings over there, so be sure you go and check them out. It's Friday, which means we're going to talk all things college football. We're going to talk about all the conference championship games. We'll get into some recruiting and transfer portal stuff today as well but as we do every Friday here on the show we get started with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com. Lee great to talk to you man I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and great to have you back on the show. Yeah everything was great went to New York City so uh, got to see my youngest daughter my oldest daughter flew up with us so um change of venue but uh, got to go to the macy's day parade which there you go weather was perfect it was like 53 degrees not a cloud in the sky people told me there'd be crowds and i expected like i don't know 15 20 deep of people for the parade it was literally 35 to 40 people wow. deep the entire way incredible but, wow but it was just so much fun seeing everyone happy in a great mood uh i did go to the jets dolphins game just so happened that my teams were playing the Dolphins, were playing the Jets, and the Heat was playing twice against the Knicks and the Nets, back-to-back days. And then just so happened that Billy Joel was there, took the wife to Billy Joel. So nice. Probably uh, 
trip of my dreams. There you go. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Well, you hit all. Yeah. I mean, you did everything you can do in New York in a three or four yeah. day window. That's awesome, man. Well, glad to hear that. Glad you had a good holiday, and it's wonderful to have you back on the show. Now that college football season is the regular season is in the books, Lee, do you have an updated record for us on what you are for Paramount Sports throughout the regular season as we get into yeah. conference championship week? So we're 92-68-4 on the season, and this is what I'm going to do. We've got championship week. We've yep. won 10 out of 14 weeks in college football this year. I've only had two losing Sundays in the NFL. We have what's called Double Down December. It's every game from tonight all the way through December 31st, championship week college football. I think it's like 35, 36 bowl games and five weeks of the NFL. Last year was 497. So everyone in the office said, hey, let's do it for 397. I said, you know what? Let's do that even better. Let's go 297 Uh-oh. for every single game for 31 days, giving people a lot of bang for their buck. So I just know if I win for people, they're going to want to you know, continue on through the Super Bowl and maybe try out another sport or two. UFC is back also this weekend. So uh, 297, UFC is back. We've got specials in basketball and hockey also. One place, ParamountSports.com. Awesome, man. Well, we uh, we know you do a wonderful job, and we hope our listeners take advantage of that on Double Down December as we get into the month of December, the first day, which is crazy. And it's wildly that we're already at Conference Championship Weekend. Uh, we're getting into postseason play with the college football playoff right around the corner. Let's go through some of these games that you want to get to today. We'll start with one that affects some people here locally, Troy taking on App State, and Troy getting six points against App State in this game this weekend. What do you got? So a lot of people you know, around the country are saying, well, App State, you know, they upset James Madison, and they, they deserve to be here. Well, you know what? I'm not so sure. I know Joey Aguilar has done a great job since he's been put in as a starter, but they lost to East Carolina, lost to Old Dominion. I just think that this Troy team is is special here. They are great in the red zone. I think their quarterback, Watson, has come on this year much better than even last year, 26 touchdowns. And... Um, I'm going to lay the six and a half. They're going to get revenge for last year's 53-yard Hail Mary. I like Troy big. There you go. And so after Troy and App State, we've got the bigger conference championship games coming into uh, fruition here. The game tonight, possibly the biggest game of the weekend, will be one of the biggest games of the year. It's a rematch from the Pac-12. Oregon taking on Washington. I've seen this line move around a little bit, Lee, anywhere from 9 to 10 points in favor of the Ducks. Seems a little heavy for me over Washington tonight out there in Las Vegas. You know what? At first, I thought, yeah, it might be. So then I, I really started studying this, and I said, you know what? I went back and watched the game, and I really think that Oregon should have won that first game by 7 to 10 points, and the game was in Seattle. Now, the line's a little high, but Washington's not the same team. They've struggled the last six games. They haven't won a game since that win by eight points or more whereas the Ducks have won every single game by nine or more points. Bo Nix, I think he's going to win the Heisman easy, 37 touchdowns, just two interceptions. And, I mean, their defense for Oregon, they're ranked 15th in the country. 
They shut down the Beavers, held them to 53 yards rushing. Oregon lost last year at home. They lost the first game. Double revenge is going to be sweet. Ducks 42-24. Yeah, Oregon dominated Oregon State in that game, and a lot of people kind of had uh, the Ducks on upset alert. Washington had played Oregon State the week before and got through there as well. That will be a very exciting game. Intern Michaela here is not going to be very happy with your Bo Nix, though, winning the Heisman. She thinks Jaden no. Daniels is your winner. So I'm is, is, there a lot, is there a lot of bitterness that he left? Uh, no, no, I just, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I think that, I mean, it, it's been two years, right? I mean, had yeah. he left us, uh, this year, I think there might be, but that was uh, a completely different regime. And, and I think most people looking back at the Brian Harson era here at Auburn, uh, can understand why he left. So let's get to this, uh, Florida state Louisville ACC championship game. This line has fallen faster than Enron stock did Lee. What's going on? I'm looking at Florida State, and I, and I thought, wow, something's going on with the line. Then I checked. I have a source with FSU. Turns out Tick Rodemaker, their quarterback, he's in concussion protocol, and I'm pretty sure of it. That's why the line is going down. I think that they've got problems. The weather's not going to be good. So I think this is a great setup here for this Louisville team. Louisville, three times this year. They have turned the ball over three times. First two times it came back and dominated Notre Dame 33-20. Then they shut out Duke 23 to nothing. I expect them to rebound, even though they lost to Kentucky, turned the ball over three times. I think this Florida State team needs to throw the football in the weather. It's going to be raining. looks like the whole game here. I'm going to take Louisville, wrong team favored, 30-24. to Mm. Well, Louisville, it seemed like everybody had jumped ship after they uh, were a top-10 team. They let the Wildcats of Kentucky come to their house and beat them in rivalry weekend and really eliminated them from the college football playoff. But it seems like Florida State just can't stay away from the injury bug, Lee, and, and Louisville has a good chance to take them down tonight, which would cause so much chaos for that Final Four in the college football playoff. Another game that has massive implications there is the SEC championship game, one that all of our Auburn listeners are very familiar with, Georgia and Alabama. This, uh, What is your updated line and spread on this game as of right now on Friday afternoon, Lee? I've seen it go all over the place, and Georgia, the number one team in the country, taking on Alabama, of course, coming off of their uh, last-minute win over Auburn in the Iron Bowl a week ago. Well, it has been going back and forth, which is a little unusual, usually when there's so much known about the teams. It started at four and a half to five, went up as high as six or six and a half for a few moments, and it's a pretty solid five and a half right now. So, you know, obviously everyone's talking about the Alabama game uh, of of the two teams because they ended up pulling off that fourth and 31 shocking touchdown. So I feel for you. I was there. I think Mario Cristobal had the bonehead play of the year as far as the coaching staff. It's not far behind. I mean, how do you only rush two guys? I mean, to me, with a spy, that just made no sense at all. I think if they had to do over, they would probably rush a minimum of four. I would have gone with five guys. Make them get rid of the ball, make them run, do something, don't give them time. But, uh, you know, I, I think that it, this Georgia team, no one's talking about what happened last week against Georgia Tech. 
they struggled. They won that game 31-23. to In fact, in the last two games, their defense has given up almost five yards per carry against Tennessee and Georgia Tech. Bama's averaged almost six yards per carry the last four games. I just think that Georgia was, was, was one of these teams that's still a little bit overrated. I think Alabama, with the motivation, probably has the edge. And Jalen Milrow's ability to extend plays is probably the biggest factor here. I know Georgia's won 29 straight games, but Bama's won seven of the last eight games in the series. I like Alabama. 27 23 outright wow wow how about that i'm I'm, lee i'm telling you i think that there's some injuries on that georgia side of the uh of the sidelines that they're just not very clear about and that that's uh and you know brock bowers a couple of receivers uh one defender that could be a spell some trouble for the dogs yeah yeah um it could be yeah and i think alabama's got a couple injuries too yeah, they do. No no question about it. So did I hear this correctly, Lee, when I first got in here? You said you've only had two weeks this year where you've been uh been, We've been lost down in the, in the NFL. On Sundays, yep. Anything catch your eye this week in the NFL? Um yeah, I like San Francisco a lot, believe it or not. I like them a lot. Uh I think it's a nice revenge game here. And just think that they're waiting. This is the game. This is their circle game. And how about this stat? Uh, so if they were to play on a neutral field, I think San Francisco beats them by 17 to 20 points. How about, how about the Philadelphia last four games, all wins. And I know they're 10 and one, they've been outstated by 127, 98, 114 and 98 yards. And they've also had some favorable calls. I like San Francisco there, something like 30 to 20. Yep, Philadelphia finding some ways to win and uh, kind of crazy ways late, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, they did. And then, uh, Lee, you've got another NFL game for us, Detroit taking on New Orleans. The Lions been a uh, pretty shock to most of, of, of football fans this year, taking on uh, taking on the Saints. What do you got this weekend for the Lions and the Saints in the NFL? So Detroit is angry. Detroit, I think, is embarrassed. And I think they're going to be motivated here. Divisional games, sometimes you see crazy things happen, and the Packers laid it on the Lions, but yeah, they New Orleans got some real big problems. Their defense are giving up 25 points per game the last five games, and they faced three backup quarterbacks, and uh, also they <laughs> they <laughs> I think that they have some big advantages because New Orleans here is going to have problems throwing the football. They've already without Michael Thomas. On injury reserve, Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheen are game-time decisions. And Jared Goff, great in domes here. Detroit, 34-13. Okay, okay. Well, NFL really getting into the thick of it in the in the regular season. They've got, a, 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 what, about four or five, or I guess probably about six weeks or so left of the regular season on Sundays. Um, and you guys are doing a fantastic job over at Paramount Sports. We're talking to Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com as we start every Friday show here on ESPN 106.7 with him on the phone lines. Lee, you've got a free play. Tell people what it is, where they can find it, and how they can get to everything you have going on at Paramount Sports. So free play is going to be Tulane and SMU. Um, Don't overlook this game. I have a real strong opinion on this game. First five callers, they're going to get Tulane and SMU on me. 
Call 800-400-9741. Like I said, that special, everything through December 31st, double down December, just $297. Call, like I said, right now or check us out online, ParamountSports.com. Awesome, man. You guys do a wonderful job. We look forward to this conversation each and every week, man. We look forward to it, and we appreciate you and your time and all the work that you do. Uh, Lee Sterling, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next week, uh, recapping okay. college football and getting Actually, into some more NFL. Actually, we're next week. Next okay. week is okay. just NFL. Pick up, pick up in two weeks while we're college football bullets drive again the show then. Awesome. Okay? Beautiful. Appreciate it, Lee. That is Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com. He's sharp, and he? 92, 68, and 4. Jacob, that is stronger than train smoke, my friend. <laughs> well, he does a great job. If you're into that sort of thing, go check him out, ParamountSports.com. He's got a free play for you, Tulane and SMU. He's got the conference championship games this weekend, UFC, NFL, you name it, and he has got it. Check him out at ParamountSports.com. We'll take our first break, come back, and get into some content here on the Friday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. All right, back inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio here on the Friday edition of On the Line. He's Uncle T-Bone. I'm Jacob Goins with you here for the next couple of minutes in this segment before we get to our bottom of the hour break. Uh, no more scheduled guests today, so you know what that means. Phone lines are open on a Friday afternoon. We want to hear from you. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? College football, college basketball, recruiting, transfer portal. There are so many things going on right now in the world of sports. We want to hear from you. 334-321-1390. That number is 334-321-1390. You've got conference championship games coming up this weekend. We'll save that for uh, the next segment for us because I want us to have plenty of time to talk about it. Um, you've got all of the recruiting things going on, transfer portal, coaches leaving left and right and getting hired left and right. I mean, there is just so much going on in the world of sports right now. And again, on this Friday afternoon, we want to hear from you on the phone lines, whatever you want to talk about, 334-321-1390. Uncle T, did you see Auburn pick up a 2026 commit the other day? Not 2024, not 2025, 2026, an offensive lineman that is already committed to the Tigers three years in advance. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think about the kid. That's impressive to get a kid to commit three years out from when he's going to be here. Yeah, and he's a big one too. Kale Ellis, 6'4", 285 pounds, class of 2026. How much bigger is this kid going to get? Yeah, I'm telling you. But yeah, it just goes to show what Auburn's doing out on the recruiting trail. They're not only just trying to fill immediate needs with talent, but building something for the future. The future is bright at Auburn in recruiting it's just going to take a little bit more time we thought the transfer portal really would not just stabilize things but kind of accelerate things in year one that I think that everybody has come to the realization that that the the transfer portal in mass I mean whether it was Auburn or Colorado or whomever is is really just to stabilize your program and you got to build it the old-fashioned way, and that is with top-notch high school recruits and developing them. Yeah, and you know, you look around college football right now with all the different coaches that are leaving and being hired. Of course, um, Elko over at Texas A&M, and um, you have 
Indiana who just hired uh, Coach Signetti from James Madison. You have just uh, all different coaches all over the place that are being uh, hired and fired and left. And, and, you know, today's world, we talk about this so much, where today's world of college football is so tough. This is a tough time to be taking over a new program right now because you have to go in and when a new coach gets hired, you should expect to lose, I would think, nearly a third of the players just based off of that fact alone through the transfer portal and you understand why right the players when it's a new coach they're more than likely going to wipe out the coaching staff like we've seen at Texas A&M and so most of the time you're going to lose I'd say a third of your roster based off of that alone then you have to go and try to replace them and also get your own guys in there through last minute recruiting and through the transfer portal and we saw Hugh Freeze do this when he got here around this time last year and just try to make up for whatever he could and from the previous regime I mean it's a tough task to do to be a head coach I know they make a lot of money but Man, I mean, the job has never been harder than it is right now to be a college football coach. I'm not a big fan of the uh, quote-unquote early signing period just because of that. It makes uh, the job for any coach coming in late. If a program's had a terrible season and run and they're going to make a change, it does not give you much time to really try and accelerate or stabilize your your, your uh, beginning of being the coach of the program because signing day like it was uh, last year was like 10, 12 days away because it really is the de facto main signing day, although it's called early signing. Right. Period. I mean, it's 90 to 95% of players sign I, I on early signing should, day. Yeah, they should just move it back to the uh, February uh, signing date. That gives people time to really – um, I, I mean, they've moved recruit big times in recruiting now or during the summer. Yeah, you know, and kids in high school should be enjoying their summer. I understand, you know, most of these players are going to to big time colleges and they get to go on trips and stuff. But I'd like to see signing day move back to the first Wednesday in February, like it was before, and push back the portal as well. Yeah, and you know, the portal. Uh, I can't remember if it was you or a guest or somebody said it on the show the other day, the, the transfer portal window being – so it was, Hugh, oh, it was Hugh Freeze. That's who said it in his press conference on Monday. He was talking about the, uh, the transfer portal window being as long as it is, right? And he said, look, make it 10 or 12 days and let's get in and out of this thing because he and, – and I thought he made a good point. He said, look, these players know – when the portal opens, they know if they're going to enter it or not. Like you don't, you don't go halfway through the portal window and say, "Well, I think I, I may, I think I may want to transfer." No, you have a pretty good idea that you're going to transfer when that portal window opens. And so, what he was talking about was the fact that it's open for a month, and you have so much tampering and so many un like. I'm trying to find the words here, I guess, but. You have so many things that are out of your control when it comes to the transfer portal because it's a massive recruiting ground. It's free agency, basically, and you can't control it and you don't know who's going to be on your team. You don't know who's going to be in your bowl game. You don't know who you're playing against in your bowl game when it comes to players and personnel. Like It's a disaster to be a college football coach trying to prepare for all of those things and try to get your team ready for the next season. Yeah, I mean, just trying to get ready for the bowl is hard enough now, not even the next season. I mean, it... I don't know, and I'm with you. Tampering's been going on, I think, now for more than just a couple of years, but it's a, it's at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're hearing about before uh, the season's already over that Evan Stewart, the wide receiver for Texas A&M, may be going to uh, 
a, team A, B, or C, you know that tampering's occurring. So, And it is straight-up free agency. It's a little ridiculous. I mean, there was an article that came out, or at least a uh, alleged article on Twitter the other day that the quarterback for Washington State's already got multiple teams offering $1 million and plus for him to transfer to their team. I mean, you just don't negotiate that. Uh, you just don't put your name into the portal and then start a no- negotiating that. In fact, I don't even know if anybody's put their name in the portal yet to begin with they just announced that they have right. intentions to go into the portal right. so you know they've been in discussions mm-hmm. with somebody which is exact sometimes so yeah. it's out of control yeah but this is what everyone kind of predicted with the the transfer portal look i i'll say this i think that that these football players have all the right in the world to leave a school or situation they're not happy with and go somewhere the next year coaches do it all the time why can't they and they commit to coaches yeah so but but we got to get we got to get our arms around this mm-hmm. you got to have some some guidance you got to have some guidelines i think and you hit it right on players haven't even technically entered the transfer portal they're just making announcements and intending to enter the transfer portal and yet we got guys committing to other places already. It's ridiculous, man. It's unbelievable where college football is right now, but that's the name of the game, I guess. When we come back, we'll start talking conference championship games as they begin tonight with the Pac-12 and a bunch of them coming up this weekend here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into hour number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. He is Uncle T-Bone. I'm Jacob Goins. We're going to get to the phone lines in just a second. As Can we talk about the fact that it's December? It is December 1, dude. What? Where? How? Why? When? Whatever. What in the world has happened? It is December 1st. We're talking conference championship games, Uncle T-Bone. I mean, it's hard to believe. I can remember sitting here not really knowing what to expect back in uh, early August when I first came on and was available to come on to your show and appreciate it. It's just been so much fun, and now all of a sudden Christmas is almost here. I know. I know. We're looking at Christmas lights and trees and, and whatever, talking conference championship games, talking college basketball. So much going on in the world of sports as we get into the month of December. But, hey, let's get to the phone lines today on the Friday edition of On the Line. 334-321-1390. And, Jones, you're on the line, man. What's up? What's up, Uncle and uh, young man? How you guys doing? Doing fantastic, man. What's on your mind? Man, listen, I'm not as intelligent as some of your regular carders like Terry, Inspector, and Ed and others, so you got to explain it to me like I'm four years old. Okay. If I'm an offensive tackle, let's say, and I sign with Auburn and, and, I, and they're going to give me money, let's just say they're going to give me 50 grand, and I, I'm going to sign up, I'm going to get my degree in liberal arts or general business, all right? How in the world am I going to focus sitting in a classroom when I know that if I get that degree, I'm going to get out and, you know, I make 40, 50 grand a year? What, what, what causes me to keep my focus academically? And, and if, am I wrong thinking that? Something, I'm missing something with NIL. Well, I mean, deteriorate the football. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I think, first of all, that, uh, younger people really don't, uh, 
I don't know, quite have that type of uh, focus question that perhaps you or I would, Jones, right? They're just kind of rolling on along and doing their thing and picking up some extra change while doing so. But the focus would be you better stay eligible or you're not going to get paid. I mean, I I really doubt, and I don't know how it works, and and I don't know all the caveats to it, and 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 it's gonna it's a moving target. So the moment that I lock down and become this nil expert on how payments are made, it's gonna change. But I seriously doubt they say, "Hey, man, here's your fifty k. Thanks for coming on board. Make sure uh, make sure you do well." This year, kid, I bet that there's some uh, payments and there's some obligations and there's some contracts in there that you better uh, stay eligible and and uh, you better not drop out and you better not just walk away with our with cold hard cash because I'm going to bump around from every school I can and get a payment and then get serious about playing. Right. Another thing, too, that came up on one of the recruiting shows I listened to uh, recently and they were talking about, you know, these kids talk to each other and there's no secrets. How in the world does a football program keep the uh, the amount of NIL money each one's getting? How do they keep that from leaking out? Because, you know, these kids got to talk. Yeah, I think that the successful programs are taking the approach like Alabama and Georgia have, and I think Auburn's doing this same thing, where there's a big, big pool of money. And, a collective. Yeah, a collective. And we're going to pay just about everybody the same amount. Now, if you go out and you secure a deal with such and such Ford and Chevy and they pay you more for your name, image, image and likeness, that's on you and them. But I think in regards to the actual collective that you're not going to have player X getting uh, $1.8 million and very often – and player B, you know, sitting in the locker next to him getting uh, 3K and some chicken wings from uh, a barbecue joint. Gotcha. Well, that enlightens me a lot because I was terribly afraid to ask that question on on the air. But I do appreciate your answer, and I do love the show immensely. I appreciate it very much, guys. Yeah, thanks so much, Joe. It's great to hear from you on this Friday afternoon. 334-321-1390. I think you explained it pretty well. And uh, T-Bone, I think you explained it well there. And yeah, I mean, when it comes to to the NIL stuff, I mean, you have to do it the right way because, again, this is not a demeaning statement by any means, but you're dealing with young kids, young adults, 18, 19 years old, that just don't know how to handle, most of them don't know how to handle that type of money. I wouldn't know how. Shoot, if somebody paid me a million dollars, I wouldn't know what to do with it, right? So you have to do it in a specific way to make sure that they know how to do it, make sure the team knows how to handle it, make sure, like he was saying, when other players communicate, like, sure, it's going to happen, but, I mean, you have to... You have to do it the right way. And unfortunately, when NIL was approved and became a thing, it was just a free-for-all and there were no really regulations and and whatever. And it was just a a chaotic mess. Um, And so I'm hoping it gets cleaned up. I hope it gets better, but I just can't, I can't guarantee that that does happen. But we got a couple of phone calls. Want to keep them rolling here on the Friday edition of On the Line, 334-321-1390. We'll get to Shane. You're on the line, man. What's up? If you're telling me you don't have a piece of paper somewhere when it says what I would do with a million dollars, everybody's got that. So, you know, you've, you've, you know, you've thought about that at least once. Oh, I've like, thought about it. I just don't know. Um, it would it would go out the window it, in a couple hours, Shane. It would be gone. Hey, yeah, Shane, didn't the uh, bare naked ladies sing a song about that one time? If I had a million dollars, yeah. 
I'll tell you what hey, Jacob you know, would do. He'd start his own radio station right now. <laughs> I'm just joking. There you go. Hey, it'd be a good one, man. Appreciate um, that. Hey, uh, the the I think for most of these kids, it, it's it's uh, I'm not not all of them because I don't you know you never know what situation some of, some people are in, but a lot of parents are probably having a you know having control of that at, you know until they're you know probably through with school because. Um, I, I I remember when I was twenty and I uh, I I was not responsible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just you're you're you don't know about the world yet. So you don't know about finances. You don't know about taxes. You don't know about you know. There's a lot that that that, that I wish they taught you in school. You know, which they um, should. Like credit yeah. about you know you know different things, but they don't. So I think uh, I think that the parents uh, and for for the majority of these. If these guys, uh, the parents are the ones that are like either guiding them or, or probably in control of that, those funds. Um, and I'm sure I, I mean, there's got to be uh, a contract. You can't just go to Auburn, get 50 grand, and then and then transfer and, right. and, and still keep that 50 grand. And you know that's that's not how it works. I, I guarantee you these universities are smarter than than that. Oh yeah, those things are sure in place for sure. Too. This, I'm, he's probably a paycheck. Yeah, you get this much this semester. You're here next semester. You get you get the rest. You get this much of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway. and you, yeah, and if you you know you got to go to your obviously go to your classes and go to practice and yeah. do the team events and do all those things that you have to do as a player. It's just like any other job, right? I mean, you can't you can't just show up and sign the contract and never show up to work and expect to get paid on the first of the month, right? That's not going to happen. And so um, I don't think that's how that's not how the NFL works, right? You can't just sign your contract and never show up to practice or you don't get paid. So I think that's where we're going with college football. And, and the kids, you know, for, for kids, I'm going to say kids because they're, you know, 18 to 20 something. Right. Um, they, um, you know, if you, you're just starting this out, this, this, this venture out, you're just beginning it. So if you break your leg, you might not play football in the future. So you have that, those, those, that free education, you know, is, is, is still there. You mm-hmm. can still do something with your life. So I, I would hope that somebody in their in their in their lives are telling them that you know this is not a guaranteed thing that you're going to be a pro and you know this and that that the education is free so you better go to class. Hey, appreciate the phone call. Where Eagle guys? Yeah, yep, thanks, Shane. Eagle. Shane, I'm with you. I think that you'll see these very successful programs moving forward allocate a lot of resources to managing the message about NIL. And what you just said, I think that there's already a lot of that. You know, there's a lot of advisors over there saying, look, you know, pre-NIL or pre-transfer portal, you need to – you're a great football player. You're a great kid. You're going to the NFL. But what happens if, you know, just heaven forbid you're in a car wreck and you never play football again? You must get that education. They're constantly hammering that home, but I think it's going to be accelerated and uh, even more and probably being it bringing people to help with the finance side of it as well. Well, you know what these guys are. They're student athletes, right? They are yeah. student athletes, and the, and the school comes first. And look – there are what what's the stat like less than one percent of high school players go to play college and then whatever the percentage is of of college players five percent or whatever go to play in the nfl like 
your majority of you are not going to play pro football to make millions and millions of dollars. So that's where the education comes in. That's where you can be the beneficiary of a free education and all your boards and all your books and all your all those things that you can use in your next step of life. And so you can use NIL to your advantage. And if you have a, a school with a good collective and stuff like that, but sure. you know, you, you have to look at the bigger picture and it takes some help and some guidance. And I think most of these big programs have that for these kids because as an 18, 19 year old, it's hard to look at what's important 10 or 15 years from now. This isn't just some also massive tsunami tsunamic problem across college football. Tsunamic. Yeah, that was nice. That was pretty, good. Pretty solid vernacular <laughs> there, right? That was good. But what I'm telling you know, what I'm trying to say is uh, the majority of kids who will go play college football won't receive a whole lot of NIL money. Right. This is for the elite the elite teams and programs in college football. And unfortunately, I think it's just, you know, kind of a key indicator to where we're going with college football. And probably about 40 to 50 teams eventually will just break away and basically be a minor league football system. 334-321-1390. Ed's been waiting patiently. Ed, you're on the line with Uncle T-Bone and Jacob. Hey, guys. Hey, Ed. Oh, hey, let me make sure I got that off. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna uh, a couple of things. I was just gonna say on this is when it first come to uh, past, you know, the NIL and everything, the kids had been absolutely should have been getting some money for a long time. But there has to, there's going to come a point. Uh, two things that has to ha- uh, what is happening as far as taxation on the money that they're earning. I'm sure it's taxed. Oh yeah, there's there's no doubt. And, and the way the way Jacob made it sound, and and, and I, I have to believe that they're they're receiving some type of paycheck where taxes are being taken out. That they're just not they're just not uh the government's going to get theirs right. The <laughs> government's going to get you're, theirs. You're a contract employee, and we're going to hand you 50k, and you're responsible for paying your taxes. I seriously doubt that's how that's working. Uh, well, yeah, I, you, you know I, I know one. You know all the do we list them as employees of the university and all that? But but I mean that kind of money you've got to tax it and everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I really I, I I think that you're going to see the schools and the uh, conferences or whatever. You've got to get a two year commitment out of a kid. You, you can't allow this year to year to year. And that's the thing that I really think that you'll see the schools clamp down on that. Okay, you can transfer. You can transfer after you've uh, been there for a month, but you're not going to be able to play for two years for another school. You can transfer after that first year. And uh, We're getting deep, 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 deep in the weeds here with these questions, though, Ed. I'm with you. This is when you need some Bill Cameron around, right? Because he would have the answer here, Jacob, on the transfer rules. There are transfer rules well, right hey, now. Hey, hey, uh, right? Oh, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. I've bested Bill Cameron about 15 times on what he said was going to happen and what wound up happening. So don't act like Bill Cameron. Oh, Ed, I'm just saying the man works at the university and is very, very intelligent about about transferring. I'm telling you about many, many times he he and I have have had disagreements. He ain't been right yet. So, well, Ed, Ed, you got a disagreement. I like Bill now. 
I, I like Bill. Well, here's the thing, okay. too. Here's the thing, too, is nobody truly knows where this is going or how it's all going to play yeah. out. I mean, like, well, let's just be real. We've all been wrong about it so far. And look, the fact that I, it's it's college football and the NCAA and so many different schools and players and so many different factors, I mean, I mean, no, nobody knows what it's going to do long term or what the true right answer is here. Well, no, no, nobody, nobody knows. But there, there are people that have been right more than wrong, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm not at all saying I'm smart in any kind of way. But, but I haven't been wrong in many of the things I said was going to happen. And I, you know, it, it's just, it's just common sense, guys. I'm not acting like I'm smart. No, but I know there, there will, there will be adjustments, and you know, like I said, it, when I was. Uh, I know Bill. He'll take that as a good job. I'm, you know, good friends. Anyway, uh, Warrior guys. Appreciate the call, Ed. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Having a little fun here, Ed but getting after Bill today. Uh, you started about it, man. Them? All I'm saying is that Bill <laughs> normally does a better job than. I do for sure with keeping up with the actual rules. He can probably tell us how many times a player can actually transfer without having to sit out. Well, here uh, again, it comes in their down four year career. It comes down to this. It's ever changing. That's the biggest thing for me is this is all changing day by day, month by month and year by year. And it's not done changing, I promise. Well, you are going to have so many different rules in place and look, I've said before I th- of where I think it's going, but again, we're not going to know yeah. until it gets there my, and it's never going to stop changing. My I think that there are, are set rules. The NCAA issued them at some point this season or before the season or in, in the off season. And what's changing is how everyone's just reacting and and utilizing the rules and doing whatever. There, I, there's got to be teams and a lot of them breaking rules right now, but there just are no consequences because it's almost impossible to keep up with. And here's the other thing too: before we get to break, you also have to throw in when it comes to the NIL side of things. You also have to factor in the state governments that have stepped in. Right, the state governments that have stepped in and said, "Yeah, well, oh, we know the NCAA has this rule, but we're the state of Texas, so we're going to do whatever we want to do." And who's more powerful, the state of Texas or the NCAA? I'll let you answer that as we get to break. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'll wrap up hour number one on the other side. You are on the line on ESPN one zero six seven. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. But he took it wrong. (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you right now, Jacob, welcome back to uh, On the Line right here in the uh, Plaza Bar studio. Uncle T-Bone. Jacob goes. It's Friday, isn't it? Intern, Michaela. We're having a good time in here. And you asked earlier, who's, who's... uh, what, what did you say? I said, who's who's, who's stronger? Who's yeah? Who's more powerful, the state of Texas or the NCAA? Well, I don't remember the NCAA fighting in the Alamo. Do you? <laughs> I mean, no. golly, man! God, what is happening? I don't what know. I'm just melting down here on a Friday. I'm telling got you, championship well, meltdown. Oh well, hey, that was a great conversation, and I'm glad it went that way. When <laughs> it started with Jones, who called in, and Jones sure. and Ed, and then Shane, and it was great conversation about the NIL and transfer portal and everything like that. And here's the thing: this is a ongoing. You can talk about this every single day and have a different conversation about it. I mean, that's what's so crazy about all of this is it's. I've said it before. It's ever-changing, and it's always going to be fluctuating, and there's different rules, and, and 
there's always going to be people pushing the standard of this until until you get some set in stone rules and guidelines for this. Now, will we ever get there? Heck, I don't know. I don't know. And and here's what not, I've said. Not until those elite teams break away and form their own league within the NCAA. Right. And, and, and probably leave the NCAA in some form or Which fashion. they will. Within, within uh, I think, less than 10 years at this point, because I've been saying this for a couple of years. With less than 10 years, the major schools, programs, conferences will leave and tell the NCAA to you know what because they're just not useful to them anymore. They right. hurt them more than they help them. That's right. And so uh, I think that's going to happen. But another argument that I've made as well is the fact that, you know, I think players are – I think players – are going to continue to make money and money, and it's going to grow, grow, and grow. And, you know, I think Michaela said this during the break. Is like it's it's the top percent of players making the big, big bucks, right? Your second string center is not making a million dollars like Caleb Williams is, but I think those top level players will continue to make money because big name people want to donate it. Yeah, and I don't. And it's a good point too made during the break. If you're a player. And maybe you're a, I don't know, an offensive guard. Nobody really knows who you are at Kentucky. But if you go out and hustle, right, and you build your own little social media, I mean, I've, I know people, I've got a friend of mine whose son is a professional gamer. Yeah. He plays video games for a living and makes more than I do. He's famous. Sponsorships. And so there's so much opportunity out there in this digital world. Go for it, folks. Go for it, man. That's that's the new age of, of exposure and money and whatever word you want to put in there. I don't know. I don't make enough to put in the word there. But it's crazy. It is. It's crazy where we are today as we get into the final month of 2023 on the verge of 2024. We're also on the verge of hour number two coming up when we come back. We'll get to the phone lines once again, and we'll start talking conference championship games coming up tonight and this weekend. That's all here in hour number two on the Friday edition of On the Line. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika sports leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as we get underway in hour number two. I don't know what we said, Wade, but uh, phone lines are blowing up over there right now. Intern Michaela earning that paycheck today as our show producer as we get in to hour number two. If you missed any of hour number one, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast show on demand wherever you get your podcasts or just search on the line there or go to ESPNAU.com. We post it commercial free after each and every show. Lots of good conversations. 
conversation. We started the show with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, who gave us his picks for the for uh, the games coming up this weekend. Gave us an NFL game as well. Um, and so that was an hour number one. Also, we got into some NIL transfer portal conversations. So that was a lot of fun in hour number one. But this is hour number two, and this is On the Line Fridays, brought to you by our friends at Sensegreen Heating and Air. They are the sponsor of the second hour on our Friday shows here on ESPN 106.7 at 3 to 4. So we appreciate them and everything they do over at Sensegreen Heating and Air. Check them out at www.sensorgreen.com or give them a call at 334-704-3274. Make sure you tell them that Uncle T-Bone sent me from air conditioning repair to heating installation and even spray foam insulation. That's Sensorgreen Heating and Air for air that's cool and clean, Jacob. Call Sensegreen. Let's get to the phone lines. We've got three people waiting, and so we're going to get to them as quickly as we can. And we'll start with John. You're on the line with Uncle T-Bone and Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Uncle T-Bone. Good Friday afternoon to y'all. Yes, sir. Good Friday to you. Thank you. Had a comment for something Uncle T-Bone just said, and I have a question for for both of y'all, and I'll make it it quick with the, the callers on hold. Okay. Uncle T-Bone, you were talking about how players can maximize their value by putting themselves out there. You know, if I was a, an IMG or if I was a Sierra Canyon, or to be kind uh, to Jacob, if I was Lee Scott, you know, my college prospects, I think I would start telling them, hey, look, come to our program. Here's how you can maximize your potential value. So I could see this being a selling point for uh, elite and and semi-elite high school programs. Yeah, John, no question about it. I mean, that's been going on for years to begin with. Do you think it's normal that a family that lived in Hawaii, beautiful Hawaii years ago, just decided to move to Alabaster, Alabama and go to Thompson High? Right, exactly. No, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Here's a here here's my question though to 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 flip the script a little bit. After we see the, the buyouts that are being paid to Jimbo Fisher and other, other places like that, here's my question. I'm a, I'm a college football fan. I'm a pro baseball fan. In 1998, if you go back 25 years, I don't believe anybody in MLB had a payroll of $100 million. Here's my question. If, uh, if getting a coach you know, bought out is X, 20, 40, 60, 75 million, what's a roster worth in 2023? No, at least the same. Exactly. And to think about it with NIL playing forward, you know, you've had a three hundred probably percent increase in 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 salaries across baseball in the past twenty five years. Is it is it sustainable under the current model for that kind of growth over the coming decades? Ooh, that is a great question. Thanks for joining, John. Thank you. Man, the phone. We're getting some really difficult questions here, Jacob. But I'm going to say this. Is is anything that's happening economically in this country right now sustainable? (laughs) No. I mean, I know this isn't Ben's show, and and we could go into it a little bit deeper. But, I mean, come on. I mean, no, it's not sustainable. Um, I don't think that paying like Texas A&M did uh, well over $100 million just to get rid of a coach and bring a new one is – is sustainable and i think ed was right though in one of his comments 
that the players should have been getting paid all along, and I think probably in some form or fashion they were, but these numbers now, Jacob, are out of control. Well, here's my thing before we get to Terry on the phone lines, and we appreciate the call, John. Good to hear from you on the show today. Here's the thing, and here's the problem that I have, and here's why that I think the money aspect of things will continue to grow, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. As long as teams and programs and players continue to be profitable for the folks at the top, and I'm talking about the leagues themselves, whether it be the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, or NHL, whatever league you want to choose, right? Or whatever college, university, the University of Alabama, or Georgia, or Auburn, whatever, right? As long as their programs continue to be profitable and continue to make money, and that keeps growing every year like it is right now, then salaries will continue to grow, rosters will continue to grow, NIL will continue to grow. They're they're linear. They move together, right? They move at the same time. You can't have one without the other. And when a team – and here's the problem with Major League Baseball too. I know we're kind of getting off here, but here's the problem with Major League Baseball. Take the Oakland A's, for example. They are the worst team in the league. They're the worst organization in the league, but yet – they're still profitable. They win 20 games a year, but yet they're still making money because of how it works. And we're not going to get into all that right now, but that's the issue there. But with college football, for example, as long as Auburn keeps making money in the football program, NIL will continue to grow. Coaching salaries will continue to grow. Same thing with the NBA. Give it five years And you're going to see the first $1 billion contract be signed for one individual player. That is insane to me, but it's never going to stop. You never see a player like Steph Curry say, well, you know, I know the trend is going up and I could probably sign this for $650 million, but... I'm cool with 500. I'm not going to I'm not going to make the next max contract that's ever been signed. They're continuing to get bigger because the leagues continue to make more money. Does that make sense? I mean, it makes total sense. I think where it's going to go, though, with college football, it's a little bit different because those are professional teams, right, that that in some form or fashion have a type of shareholder involved, and you have to – you must make money or you're going to have to sell said uh, program. So, yeah, I'm with you. The difference is college uh, colleges operate a little bit differently because they're taking a lot of money from federal and state government. Right, which is very true as well. 334-321-1390. Terry, you're on the line. We appreciate you holding on, man. What's on your mind? Hey, Jacob. Hey, T-Bone. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. What's up? The the – they're going to price themselves out. Look, Pandora's box has been opened, and there is no closing it. And at the professional level, Jacob, you were speaking of, mm-hmm. this is why a traditional family of four can't afford to go hardly. Yeah. Uh, they you go to the it, snack bar. Yeah, I'm they, sorry, T-Bone. Yeah, they, I'm with you, Terry. If they can, they only go one time a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you go to the snack bar, and you pay 17 bucks Which, for one person. Got to pay those contracts somehow. Yeah, so that's that's my now, – now, like I said, in college-wise, the Pandora's box has been opened. It's not closing going to be look jacob in the speaking of the pros quite honestly that kid at california otani he's going to sign a five or six hundred million dollar contract this year yeah so uh the one billion dollar contract is on its way it's going to be there i'm with you terry it's already happening on a college level do you think that every family can afford a, a tailgate spot at auburn right now no no, no they can't well look hey just look at this look at the conference championship game ticket prizes for this weekend the cheapest ticket for the Pac, and this is kind of comparing and getting into that as well. But the Pac-12 championship games is like twenty bucks. The SEC championship game this weekend, you cannot get a ticket under five hundred dollars right now. 
Well, you're right. You're exactly right. And that's, that's what I mean. It's out of control, and there's no reeling it in. And, and these players, like the quarterback you spoke, y'all spoke of out at Washington State, come on, we know there's interference. There was interference going on before NIL come along. The, no the portal don't open until Monday, correct? What's that? The portal doesn't open until Monday, correct. correct? So how can it not be tampering if it's not open and the guy's already talking about it? Yeah, I know. I know, it's crazy. I mean, it's been happening forever. And, I mean, basketball used to be the worst. I mean, basketball, college basketball used to be the dirtiest sport in the world. Uh, it's gotten better, I think. But, look, I mean, it's going to happen everywhere. And, and you can't control it right now because it's been it's so widespread and it's been happening for so long. And we, we all know that the NCAA is not going to do anything about it. Yeah, and last thing, guys, this way you see coaches getting fired in one year, and in some cases not even one year. Which is insane to me, but you're right. Right. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Terry. You too. 334-321-1390. Your thoughts on all of that, Uncle Tebow? Well, college basketball was so dirty, there was a massive FBI investigation just a few years ago. So, yeah, you're right. And really nothing came of it. I mean, no one. there were no consequences, and, and I don't even know if there should have been because I didn't quite even understand the investigation. Well, I mean, you had a couple. I mean, you had some coaches get fired and everything and a bunch of fines and scholarships and, and postseason bans and stuff like that. I mean, Auburn went through theirs, and, you know, Will Wade at LSU really got hammered there, and and, and so many coaches and programs. That's I mean, Bill point. Self over at Bill Self at Kansas. I mean, there, there were. That's your guy, Bill Self. My guy? Yeah, don't you, aren't you a big fan? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I think he's a great coach, but I am not. Not a Bill Self fan by any means. Um, you want to talk about? Never mind. I, that's, that's. I'll just, tell you what, yeah. Jacob. This show really is showing its you know its stretch today. It's. I mean, we're we're just. I, this is the last thing I thought we'd be talking about going into championship weekend. I mean, we've we've got people who are fired up. I mean, we're talking about economics. We're talking about history. We're talking about the future. I'm very impressed, my friend. I am too. Well, we're going to have Michaela answer the phone. I want us to take an early break. We'll get to that phone call, and then we'll start talking conference championships because there's a lot to talk about with the championships and the playoff. We've talked about it some. I want to talk about it some more. We'll do that and get to the phone lines all when we come back. We'll take an early break here in hour number one. This is brought to you by Green Heating and Air on this Friday afternoon, 334-321-1390. James, hold on. You'll be first up when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Let's get to the phone lines once again. It's been a busy Friday. I didn't expect it to be like this on the phone lines. We're not even talking about the championship games. We've been talking NIL and transfer portal and all kinds of different things. But let's see what James has to say and what's on his mind on a Friday afternoon. James, what's up, man? Not much. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm reading a lot, you know, on the Auburn boards where, you know, of course, Auburn's going to have some kids hit the portal. And the ones who have made the announcement already, they're going to enter. I'm going to be honest. We've got some cold-blooded fans, you know, that are just, for lack of a better word, they're just dogging these kids for uh, for entering the portal. You know, and, and work with me here. Have you ever changed jobs? Yes. Okay. The job market is like a transfer portal, but it's on, on a much larger scale. You change jobs because you wanted better pay better opportunity you may have hated your boss so you wanted something different for you it's the same thing for any of these kids here you know they're not seeing an opportunity for advancement 
which equates to playing time. Mm -hmm. So they're leaving. They're looking for a better opportunity. But yet we got fans that want to dog them for making that change. Right. And and then you've got these same fans who are jumping for joy if Auburn lands a jam-up quarterback out of the portal. They're using the same vehicle to dog an Auburn player for leaving, but they're also using the same vehicle for, you know, jumping for joy if they get a, a, you know, a a five-star player. Yeah, no, I give... have it both ways. Right, you're exactly right, James. And I'll take it a step further, too, to what you were saying to start out. You know, these kids are looking for something better for them but it also goes the other way right just like in a job you may have the job may have let you go right the job may have said hey it may be time for you to go and find something different I don't think this relationship is working out anymore and it it works both ways right in college football or or whatever college sport I mean the coaches have that right too to be like I mean you can't force them into the portal but you can sit them down and have a real conversation and say look I just don't think you're going to play a whole lot here, and I would recommend that you go find somewhere else. And it goes both ways. And so you're exactly yeah. right, James. And, yeah. and and fans, I think they get caught up in the emotions, and, and they you know they take it as – and not all of them, but there are a big group of them, and not just Auburn, but all fan bases, where That's they hard. take it as a personal shot when a player wants to leave. But then you're right. They celebrate when they get any player through the transfer portal. That's right. So, you know, it's just – it's really bad. You know, and these, these young – they're young men. You know, and mm-hmm. I guarantee you the ones who are firing these negative shots, I guarantee you they're not dedicated to the same company they probably started their work career with. So they've made these changes. Yeah, James, so, you, you know, they ought to sit back and look at it and say, you know, hey, you know, maybe I need to lighten up a little bit. You know, you can be okay. You can jump for joy if Auburn picks up a Cam Ward or a Riley Leonard. But, hey, don't dog an Auburn player for – for, for leaving because you don't know why he's leaving. Just like you said, he may have been, for lack of a better word, shown the door in a very you know tactful manner. James, do you know uh, what the uh, the word fan is short for? I have no idea. Fanatic. Yeah. And exactly. that's what fans are. They're fanatics. Thanks for the call. All right, buddy. We really appreciate day. it. Thanks so much, James. Hey, speaking of being fanatical about something real quick, uh, you know we got a new uh, sponsor on the show, right? Yeah. CMC Siding. I know those guys very well. That's Auburn alumni-owned, so check them out. Just wanted to give them a quick shout-out. Those are good folks, and they'll go above and beyond for you at CMC Siding. Yeah, Jacob. go check them out. They've, they've come on with us, and we're very excited to get that relationship underway, um, as well as our Sense of Green uh, folks on Friday afternoons in the second hour and also our Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. I mean, we're doing great things here. I man. mean, they make it possible for all these callers to get in here and yeah. get fired up. We should just call it Fired Up Friday. Fired Up Friday. I like it. I like it. We'll come up with a different topic every Friday that has nothing to do with anything else going on and just get <laughs> fired up about it and see how many calls we can get on Friday afternoons. I love it, man. We can get a lot. We could get a lot. And we may not have a job very long. 334-321-1390. Give us a call. Let's start talking conference championship games because they got them going on tonight you got them going on tomorrow and they all lead into what's going to happen on the selection show for the college football playoff and i like it there are 
some big games, man. It's going to be a big night tonight, but let's start it out 6 p.m. That's the Conference USA Championship game. Yeah, baby. Hey, New Mexico State, y'all remember them, right, Auburn fans? They'll be uh, going up against Undefeated Liberty. That is a program that Hugh Freeze helped build. How about the how about the this, the connections here with New Mexico yeah. State and Liberty all having connections to Auburn? Isn't maybe that funny? one of those teams, maybe the winner of this game will get to play Auburn in a bowl game, then, well, <laughs> unless it's New Mexico State. Uh, Flames giving 10.5 points here i kind of like liberty big here i think new mexico state won their super bowl two weeks ago yeah i think it'll be a fun game i mean totals looking at 57 and a half according to espn right now so look i think it could be fun i'll watch it for the first hour until the next game comes on that's That's right (laughs) and i'll have this one on in the background somewhere i'll take liberty sure why not they're 12 and 0 and hey new mexico state that's a 10-win football team. So I yeah. don't care what you say. They're a 10-win team. That is good at any level no in question. the game of college football. No question. You're talking about the uh, Pac-12 after dark going to happen on a Friday, 7 p.m. Oregon and Washington, the Pac-12 championship on ABC. I love it. Oregon number five, Washington number three. Lots of people have this as a play-in game for the college football playoff. Many people are saying winner is in, loser is out. And if you remember, Washington's undefeated. They're 12-0, 9-0 to the Pac-12. Oregon, 11-1, 8-1 in the Pac-12. Their only loss was to this Washington team back in the regular season by a whopping three points. And the Ducks kicked a field goal to send it to overtime and just pushed it wide to the side, and the Huskies escaped with a win over the Ducks. It's a rematch, and the betters in Vegas, where this game has taken place, love Bo Nix and the Ducks tonight. They're carrying anywhere from 9 to 10 points in this game over the Huskies tonight. Yeah, I mean, since they played Washington, Oregon's been one of the hottest teams in college football. They actually played a pretty, a, a really good game against Washington, just kind of a bonehead coaching move, cost them the game possibly. Line jumps from seven and a half when it opened to nine and a half. I think that, I mean, I hate to do this, but every time Michael Penix Jr., someone kind of puts him in a corner, he comes back out. I'm not going to doubt this kid. I think Oregon wins the game, but that that number is starting to get a little too high for Uncle T. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. That A borderline double-digit win for Oregon in this game. I'm not saying it can't happen. I just don't think it does. If I'm if I'm putting something on this for fun, of course, um, Washington, I would take them plus the points. I think it's going to be close to what we saw the first time. You're going to see some points. The over or total is 65 and a half right now, so they're predicting 30 points aside, give or take. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of points. I think you're going to see some big plays, but I also think you're going to see some defensive plays in this game. And you may not look at the final score and think the defenses were all that, but these are the games where. In the Pac-12, when the defenses are not that good, it only takes one or two big plays for the game to turn because there aren't very many defensive plays, and so the ones that you do make are very impactful here. Also, a question to you, Uncle T-Bone, and I know our producer Michaela has thoughts on this as well. Mm -hmm. While this may be a play-in game for Washington and Oregon to get into the college football playoff, is this also the game that decides the winner of the Heisman Trophy between Bo Nix and and Michael Penix Jr. I think it's all of the above. Yeah, I think it's the Heisman Trophy play-in playoff game. I think Jaden Daniels is going to get left out. I really do believe Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman this year, like Lee Sterling at Paramount Sports. I also totally agree that this the winner of this game's in, and if there's chaos and the loser's Washington, they could slip in too. 
Go ahead, Michaela. I know you got thoughts on this. Well, all of you guys know that I still think Jaden Daniels is most deserving. But the thing he's missing out out on is that big moment, that big game. The Heisman moment, if you will. And luckily for Oregon and Washington, they get that game against each other. I think we'll look back down the line and look at these two teams, these two quarterbacks, and you'll always think of how good they both were and how they deserve their props regardless of who wins. But, yeah, I think whoever wins is going to get it. And right now Bo Nix is the favorite, but – I think if Michael Penix beats him again, how can you argue that he shouldn't get it over him? Statistically, I'm with you. I think Jaden Daniels is easily far and above the person who should win the Heisman, but Dirty Dallas Turner gave him his non-Heisman <laughs> moment and yeah. knocked him out of that game and possibly the Heisman championship. He really needed a big win in a big-time moment on that stage against Alabama. Both of these guys get the benefit of the doubt and have that extra opportunity that Jaden Daniels will not this season. And I'll say this, too. Michaela, you've been on Washington and Michael Penix pretty much all year. Oh, yeah. And and look, they've got it. they're undefeated. They're the number three team in the country, and everybody's going against them tonight and going with Oregon just all of a sudden. Washington hasn't played great down the stretch. Oregon State pretty consistent, but you've been on Washington all year. Which I feel like everyone's just assuming Oregon's taking this, which that's not a dumb deal. Yeah. And there's a player on that Washington team that's not Michael Penix that will go in the draft, I think, before Bo Nix and Michael Penix, and that's Roma Dunze, and he is playing in his home city there of Las go. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Well, I'm with you. I mean, you know, oftentimes when everyone gets on one side of things, not just in football but the game of the life, when they zig, you might want to zag. I'm starting to kind of warm up to Washington here tonight. <laughs> all I it took was Michaela. All I love season it. when no one did. I love it. Do you think they win tonight? I think they can get it done. Do they win tonight? I'm taking. I've ro- I rocked with them all <laughs> She's year. She's not changing now. I don't. So hey, I'm, I respect it. I am taking them, and it's not because it. I'm bitter about Bo. It has nothing to do with that. I promise <laughs> you. And look, I don't think. Uh, hopefully, most Auburn fans have gotten over that. Um, uh, if you I, haven't, get a life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, I think this is going to be a really good game tonight. I'm excited for it. I think it's the best game this weekend. Um, I'm going to take Oregon, but I'm going to take it within a uh, score, within a touchdown. I think I'll take Washington plus the points. I'll take the Ducks on the money line. But, man, I I hate to say it, but I think this is a play-in game. I really do. I hate to say that because I don't think Washington should be punished for losing in your conference championship game, and it's a rematch. The series would be split. I, I, I don't know. But I think it is. I think it is a play-in game tonight. So I have a question to pose for you guys. All right. The music's going to kick us out of here. Hit us with it. Or we can wait until we come back. Well, no, that's, So you're going to learn. This is a teaser in radio. Hit us if, with the question. We'll go to break. I'll talk about if it. If Alabama wins, Florida State loses, Michigan wins, do you think Washington and Oregon could still get in with Washington losing tonight? If, or do you think Bama takes it over Washington? Oh, man. If oh, Oregon goodness. wins tonight. Oregon wins tonight, FSU loses, Michigan wins. Who then gets I think, in, then Washington I think it's Alabama or Alabama? And jo- I think it's Alabama and Georgia. You think two SEC teams? Possibly, but see, Texas is still lingering out there, and they look really good last week, and they are going to blow the doors out of Oklahoma State, but we'll talk about that after the break. Yes, we will. And also some news about Florida State that Lee Sterling dropped on us to start the show as well. So many more fun conversations about Conference Championship Week and the college football playoff as we have 30 more minutes here on the Friday edition of On the Line.
on the line with Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We've got 30 more minutes here on the Friday edition of On the Line. All sorts of debates going on in the break, and we're going to try and get all those out on the air as we are continuing on here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Hour number two on Friday is brought to you by our friends at Sensa Green Heating and Air for air that's cool and clean. You better call Sensa Green. So be sure you hit them up as the winter months coming in. Any emergencies, anything you got to get replaced, give them a call um, for at Sensa Green Heating and Air. And we were talking about Oregon-Washington uh, before we went to break, and um, it, just so many different debates going on this weekend. Let's get through the rest of the games quickly here, so then we can talk about all our favorite game, the what-if game. We talked about Washington and Oregon. We both, Uncle T-Bone and I, have uh, Oregon winning. You're starting to go towards the Washington Ooh, side because Michaela has Washington going tonight, um, and uh, this is going to be such a fun game. You get into the games coming up tomorrow. All right, the Big 12 championship game, number seven, Texas, and number 19, Oklahoma State. Longhorns favored by 14 and a half points. And let me say this quickly. Did you see what happened at Oklahoma State today? Was that at Oklahoma State or at Texas? It was at Oklahoma State out in front of one of their frat houses. I thought that that happened in Texas. I'm pretty sure it happened at Oklahoma State. I could be wrong. We need to check on that real quick. Oklahoma State, and I'll let you do that, Jacob. Oklahoma State, 9-3, taking on Texas, 11-1. The Dr. 12, Big 12, uh, Dr. Pepper, Big 12 championship on ABC. An 11 o'clock kick, early game, horns giving 14-and-a-half. I think Texas rolls the Cowboys here. I I believe that Texas is – Quinn Ewers looked a little shaky – last Friday early against Texas Tech and then got very comfortable and they demolished the Red Raiders 57-7. to And Texas is going to try and take a big step towards the Final Four tomorrow doing the same to Oklahoma State. Just got confirmation it did happen at Oklahoma State. Uh, it happened outside of the Farmhouse Fraternity House at Oklahoma State. Goodness gracious. And if you haven't seen this, I don't recommend looking it up. It's pretty gruesome it's pretty graphic um there was a it's crazy i never thought i'd say this on the radio but there was a dead longhorn full-grown bull longhorn that was killed and left outside of the farmhouse fraternity house at oklahoma state with uh, some wordage on underneath it that we can't repeat on the radio um it, it was a literally a slaughtered longhorn bull that was laid out in the front yard of the farmhouse fraternity there at Oklahoma State and just yeah. just a, a horrible horrible act I don't know who was involved they're investigating it all the police there but uh, I mean oh they're gonna bust them I hope I hope they do and I hope they get I hope they get the maximum penalty the maximum uh, payment that they have to give I mean I hope they get jail time I hope they get everything coming to them because that is one of the most sickening things I've ever seen in my entire life and I hate to damper down this Friday we're going to get off this just a second yeah. but uh, I mean what a horrible horrible act and scene for some people that really really need to pay and and I, it just it disgusts me, man. I can't I can't even talk about it. Yeah, animal animal abuse right there is up there with me on some of the worst things that can possibly happen in this world. I don't know when people went crazy, but it happened a long time ago. Can't quite pinpoint it. And people that that pull pranks like this, alleged pranks like this, which are disgusting and sickening, need to get the absolute book thrown at them. And I promise you, 
they will catch these people because anytime you got a cell phone in your pocket, and these pro- people are probably not if – if you're dumb enough to try and pull some something like this, you're dumb enough to keep your cell phone near you, and they'll triangulate that and bust them. And I hope they do it very quickly, and they, they get everything that they deserve. So I, I'm with you. Let's move on. But the, I said that Texas is going to roll Oklahoma State. What do you think? Yeah, man? I agree. I'll take Texas. They're favored by 15. I don't know if – I don't have a score prediction there, but I do think Texas takes care of business. And as the number seven team in the country at 11 and one, that would put them at 12 and one with a win over Alabama by double digits in Tuscaloosa. They're going to be, they're going to be uh, pu- putting up signs and sending out reminders and telling all the world, hey, we need to be in the top four of the college football playoff. And I think they'll have a, a, a really good argument there if they take care of business tomorrow at 11 a.m. The other two games, the other three games, really that have an impact on the college football playoff. Quickly, Michigan and Iowa, the Wolverines favored by 22. I think Michigan is a lock regardless. I think win or lose, the Wolverines are in. I think they've done enough. I think they've shown enough. I think Michigan is in regardless, but this is a JG guarantee. Michigan does not lose against Iowa. It's not a very bold prediction, but put the house, put your kid's college fund on Michigan beating Iowa tomorrow. There is no chance that Jim Harbaugh back on the sidelines that the Wolverines lose to the three-point Iowa Hawkeyes. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, this over-unders hovering at 34-and-a-half. I mean, Michigan will rickroll Iowa here. No chance Uncle T lead pipe lock of the year Michigan rolls Iowa. Then you have, and we're going to get to the SEC championship. Tomorrow night, same time as the Big Ten championship. God, what you a have, day for football, I'm man. telling you, it's going to be fantastic. Number 14, Louisville. Number four, Florida State. This game being played in Charlotte, North Carolina. Lee Sterling was telling us that the weather's supposed to be crappy here and nasty yeah. in Charlotte. And also, we know Jordan Travis is not playing in this game for Florida State. He's out for the year. We have learned that supposedly the other quarterback, their backup that's been playing, he's in concussion protocol and may not play in the ACC championship game. Florida State would be on their third string quarterback going up against Louisville, who came off a loss to Kentucky last week, who put their college football playoff hopes to die. What a game this is and what the impact is here if Florida State wins or loses. A couple of things here. That's quarterback Tate Roadmaker took a late hit, kind of a dirty hit, it seemed like, in the Florida game. They called targeting on that, by the way. Went back into the game, but as the week's gone on, I think the uh, concussion has uh, gotten worse. He's in protocol. Hard to say that he's going to play tomorrow. I got a question here, ACC. Can you find a little bit better place to play on the entire East Coast, your championship game, than Charlotte in December? I mean, that field is going to be chewed up like bubble gum. Breaking news. I mean, breaking news. Got to jump in. I think I know what this is. Breaking news. Play the alarm. Sound the alarm. Bring on the horses. Oh, my goodness. Breaking news here on ESPN 106.7. This is why you listen. From Christian Clemente of Auburn 247, Auburn has flipped five-star wide receiver Cam Coleman from Texas A&M. He's coming to Auburn. And Hugh Freeze has done it again. Unbelievable pickup there. Quite possibly the best wide receiving recruiting class I've ever seen in college football if they keep it together by early signing period. Cam Coleman from Phoenix City. 
I haven't seen him play in person this year, but we know several people that have around these parts, and they say he's one of the best football players they've ever seen in high school. Oh, my goodness. We've got the phone line shut down for now. We've been talking conference championship, and and this news just came across, just came across the desk, if you will. Cam Coleman has been flipped. He is committed to Auburn. Another five-star receiver coming to the Plains. He'll join Perry Thompson. And just those two alone, Uncle T-Bone, Holy smokes, what a recruiting victory this is. And you have to think that there is a lot to do with the fact that Jimbo Fisher was fired, that Damian Craig was let go, and Mike Elko joined in. And Cam Coleman, from right up the road, a place that Auburn has not been able to recruit at all, from Central Phoenix City, the Red Devils, Cam Coleman is staying at home, and he's coming to play on the Plains for Auburn and Hugh Freeze. Wow. What that is some breaking news on a Friday afternoon. I mean, can you feel it? If you can't hear Jacob's voice and feel it, I don't know if you can feel anything. I mean, that is I'm almost in a little bit of state of shock here because I was expecting him to possibly flip. I thought it would go down more to the wire of early signing day, which I believe is December twentieth this year. Uh maybe moved back just a week compared to last year. I believe it was on the fourteenth last year. Cam Coleman from uh, from Central Phoenix City went well over 200 yards a couple of times against Auburn High in the regular season. Jumping Jack Hudden just texted me, and he said he's the best wide receiver he's ever seen. We just opened the phone lines. I know you got thoughts. 334-321-1390. Here they come. It's like the floodgates have been open. We want to hear from you. We got 10, 15 minutes left on the show. Want to get your thoughts on this quickly. Um, Cam Coleman, yeah, I mean, so many people have said to me and to us that He's the best wide receiver they've ever seen play in person, and this is unbelievably huge. I mean, this is as big as it gets when it comes to recruiting news for Auburn football, and we got a couple of people on the line. Let's get to Dak first in Columbus. Dak, you're on the line, brother. What are your thoughts here? Hey, guys. Just excited. I thought that's what would happen. I I have coached uh, six guys that's went on to play in SEC and four of them in NFL. This guy is better than anybody I've ever had. He, he, he catches everything with his hands. He's a big body. He runs routes like a small guy. Runs, his routes are perfected. He will step in and play immediately when he steps out at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Yep, you're gonna have you're gonna have Cam Coleman on one side and Perry Thompson on the other. That's gonna be the best wide receiver duo Auburn has maybe ever had to start a football season. Well, and, I, and I'm willing to bet my life almost that we're going to flip Ryan Williams as well. Man. I don't know about that one, Dak. I it's hope coming. you're right. It's that's going to be a tough, coming, that's going to be a tough, <laughs> he said it's tough coming. pool. If he, uh, coming, if he reclassifies into 2024, his recruitment will go down to the wire, but it will be during the official signing day in February uh the first Wednesday in February and he'll take multiple visits and but you know it'll come down to Alabama and Auburn that's going to be a tough pull but Cam Coleman was a very tough pull and oh, Auburn looks like they are coming through do it Hugh I've, I've seen Coleman uh in person six times and I've yet to see him let the ball get into his body he catches everything with his hands yep everything and uh his jumping ability is is unbelievable. But to be honest with you, he probably can play basketball in the college level. Yeah, um, yeah, he's that athletic. And yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that's good news, man. 
Appreciate it. Yep, appreciate the call, Dak. 334-321-1390. Let's get to Shane before we get to break. Shane, you got thoughts on this. Cam Coleman coming to Auburn. Man, I've been driving around. You just made me made me yelp out loud. <laughs> you didn't yeah. wreck your car, did you? Heard... Nah, nah, nah. I'm a professional. There you but, go. Uh, uh, I uh, I was yelling, uh, War Eagle, man. Uh, that's like, so that's the, the number one wide receiver, and, and what else? Yeah, that's right. Well, you got Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Malcolm Simmons, and Bryce Kane. Those are your Auburn receivers right now for 2024. So who's our, who's our, who's that quarterback we're bringing in? Uh you got <laughs> the one from the portal. One the one from the portal. Who who are we getting now? We got the you know the the best receiving class in the country, maybe ever. Uh, you got to get that's got to be attractive to some of these arms. You know these slingers. Yeah, no, you're right about that, and I think I'm that's going to be wide open as well. Excited guys, War Eagle. Thanks, Shane. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Huge news. I mean, you know, uh, Auburn will be bringing in Walker White next year as a uh, true recruit out of high school, out of Arkansas. I believe he was a state champion this year. Um, You know, I think that there's a couple of names, obviously, in the portal to keep an eye on, and I am still going to stick by that one of those names is Riley Leonard. 334-321-1390. Let's get to the phone lines one more time before we get to break. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Spectre. Hey, Spectre. What's up, man? Well, I've been listening to y'all, but uh, missed your first hour. But I was waiting for this news to come across. Yep. Uh, they didn't. They didn't mention anything about Damian Craig. No, I haven't seen anything about that. Uh, nothing, you know, nothing official on Damian Craig. But I mean, y- you never know. Yeah, I think it had a lot to do with it. Um, yeah, it's great news. Great news. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, can I get back to the championship game? Yeah, 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 yeah. Quickly, and then we'll get to break. Okay. Uh, all, uh, Alabama, Georgia. Well, this is the, the enemy of my enemy. It's still my enemy. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Some call this so a meteor I, game, Spectre. Yeah, right. So uh, I'm I'm going to pick Georgia over Alabama. Okay. Just, just for just for what what they've done all year long. But um, yeah, I'm picking Bo Nix to win the Heisman. I think it's and a good pick. pick. And when Florida State loses tomorrow. Or is it tonight? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tonight. tomorrow night. Tomorrow, yeah. Bo Nix plays tonight, right? Okay, correct, yes. Okay, got that right. Now I got some thoughts right. on that Florida State game when we come back from break, well, Jacob. Okay, well, anyway, that's all I got. I'm just waiting for Damien to sign his contract. And we'll be all set. There you go. Thanks so much, Spectre. Appreciate the call on this Friday afternoon. 334-321-1390. Man, we need another two hours, man. But good thing is Bill and Dan are coming in here for the drive. That's right. That's right. So they'll be able to break all this down as well. We'll take our final break, come back, and try to wrap it all up. I don't know how we're going to do it. Breaking news. If you're just now hopping in the car or turning on the stream, Cam Coleman, five-star wide receiver from Central Phoenix City, has flipped his commitment from Texas A&M to Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. We'll recap that talk last-minute conference championships and college football playoff as we wrap up the Friday edition of On the Line. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. 
The month is December, and it's Christmas time on the Plains, or a little bit of Flipmas time on the Plains, if you will, as Cam Coleman has flipped his commitment from Texas A&M to Auburn Marcus Davis, putting in work as some of the other recruits are as well. Cam Coleman has flipped his commitment, and he is coming to Auburn. Breaking news coming across the desk here on the Friday edition of On the Line. He is Uncle Tebow, and I'm Jacob Goins. we got a couple of minutes left, and man, I mean, we're going to have time to put this into words, but you can't express how big of a win this is for Auburn and Hugh Freeze and Marcus Davis and the entire coaching staff to flip Cam Coleman from Texas A&M to Auburn. Yeah, Christmas come early, Jacob, here on the Plains. Merry Flipmas, everybody. Cam Coleman from Central Phoenix City telling Texas A&M, I don't think so, and Mike Elko, and he's going to stay home in the state of Alabama. Huge, huge recruiting win for Hugh Freeze and the staff. Congratulations to them. I got a call during the break from, we'll just say, I like to call it the barber shop. He had notified me earlier in the day that Cam Coleman may pop this afternoon. The news coming next is keep an eye out for Ryan Williams as well. Might want to back off on that Riley Leonard pick that I've been going with as well. Well, here's here's something to add on top of that. Perry Uno Thompson, Perry Thompson tweeted out as soon as the news broke, he said four out of five, dot, dot, dot. That's what Perry Thompson said. He knows they're not done. He knows they're not done trying to get the biggest names in the country to come to Auburn. But man, even as it sits right now, this is the best receiver room Auburn has maybe ever had as a recruit coming in to a football season. Now you got to get somebody to throw the football to them. Well, big time commitments beget big time commitments. Big time recruiting begets big time wins on the football field. What a job within a year that Hugh Freeze has done. I look, Auburn fan, I know there's been some disappointing moments. Last Saturday was as hard on me as anybody. I'm still kind of feeling the emotional pain from it. This will help. But news like this will help. Jacob, we've got to talk about two more games. Yes, we do. I know. we got to get to these quickly. This is huge news, and we can talk about recruiting now, and we'll have plenty of time moving forward. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Louisville, Florida State, ACC Championship. Lee Sterling says wrong team favored. He'll take Louisville. Knowles came out at 6.5. That line has fallen apart like a Chinese motorcycle. Now the Knowles are giving a point and a half to Louisville. I still like Florida State here, and I hate to say it, I'm fading Lee Sterling. I think they got – he said bad weather. The Knowles have some mutters in that backfield, and they could just run hog wild on the Cardinals tomorrow night. There's a chance that the third-string quarterback plays for Florida State in this game if their starter can't go because of concussion protocol. Oh. If Florida State wins this game, Jacob, real quick. I'll take the Knowles. I think no matter what happens, they deserve to stay in the college football championship because it just proves to me that they're a really good team and can take care of business when not just their Heisman hopeful Jordan Travis goes down, but their second stringer as well. They might deserve it, but will they get in? That's the question. We're going to get to that in just a second. SEC championship game tomorrow, Georgia and Alabama. Some people have said this game is a play-in game for the college football playoff. Winner is in, loser is out. I don't know if I fully believe that. I I personally believe unless Georgia gets waxed 56 to nothing, I think Georgia is a lock to make the college football playoff, regardless of the result tomorrow. But if Alabama wins, they are going to throw everything off when it comes to the top to who's going to be the top four teams in the country to get into the playoff. 
but I'm taking the dogs. I think Georgia's a better team. I think they're better coached. I think they're better, more talented. And as long as they're healthy, Uncle T-Bone, I'm taking the dogs, and I think they pull away late in this football game. I have some questions about the injury situation at Georgia. I know Alabama's very banged up coming out of the Iron Bowl as well. Run, starting running back Jace McClellan will not play for the Tide. I don't think that that really matters because, I mean, it's not like he's Derrick Henry. They have been running back by committee just about all season. They've got plenty of backs, and it'll look the same, which isn't great running uh, traditionally like it has been under the Mark Ingram-type backs in the past for Alabama. Georgia has serious, serious injury problems here. My question is, how much of that is actual fact and who's going to play. And I also have a question for Alabama. What kind of emotional hangover will they be on? Uh, we heard it from Austin Hannon this uh, past Wednesday on Rivalry Wednesday here. It's been a weird week in Tuscaloosa where his exact words, that wasn't a weird good. Like They were kind of wondering what happened in the Iron Bowl as well. How does the Tide respond? I know no one does a better job than Nick Saban than getting their team up for a big game. I think Georgia squeaks by just barely by the uh, little whisker on their little bulldog face. Dogs win, but it's going to be late. Shout out to Sensa Green for sponsoring our second hour here on Fridays during On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Sensa Green heating and air for air that's cool and clean. Call Sensa Green. We've been inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. Here's my prediction quickly. In no particular order, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon. Oh, I don't know. Say it. I don't know. Florida State. Wow. Wow. I think the debate will be at the end of the weekend, should Texas get in over Florida State? We shall see, and we'll talk about it Monday. We've got a lot. We've got a lot to talk about on Monday. We'll talk about the conference championship games, the college football playoff, and of course, Cam Coleman flipping from Texas A&M to Auburn, the five-star receiver from Central Phoenix City. Merry Flipmas, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday, 2 to 4, right here on ESPN 106.7. He's Uncle T-Bone. I'm Jacob Goins. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you later.